Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hello, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. I'm so thrilled to be here with each of you today and to dive into a solo episode. And this is actually a listener requested episode. And I actually put out a poll on my Instagram stories not too long ago. If you are not following me on Instagram, make sure you head over to at Lara underscore Nassassian underscore and give me a follow there because sometimes I will put out polls and things like that. And if you are an avid listener, and subscriber of the Boston Hills podcast, then I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to weigh in on those kinds of things when they do come up. So this is going to be a solo episode. It is going to be a Q&A responding to questions that I received through my Instagram stories. And there was an astounding number of questions around self-care and self-care rituals. And so rather than answering every single one of those questions one by one, what I am going to do is just do a deep dive into my entire self-care routine. And then I'm going to answer some of the other questions that have come through. So a lot of those were self-care related still, but maybe a little bit more specific. There's some routine related questions. There's some book related questions. There's some other things, lifestyle that have come up as well. So before we get stuck into today's episode, if you enjoy this podcast and if you enjoy this episode and you find these episodes valuable, then please take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. It truly ensures that we are reaching the right audiences, that we're growing, that we are creating the kind of impact that we want to create and really inspiring people to be living their best lives and putting their best selves forward and all of the other wonderful tools and tactics that we talk about along the way. So without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode, which is a Q&A episode on all things to do with self-care, career, lifestyle, routines, and more. So the first question, which I think broadly answers a lot of the other questions, is what is all your self-care and routines around that? And a whole variety of other encompassing questions that are basically asking about my self-care routine and rituals. So I'm going to give you a full breakdown about how I used to think about self-care and how I think about self-care today and how my routine reflects that. So way back when, when I used to overwork and I would constantly burn myself out and I would burn the candle at both ends and I would be trying to do the most and jam as many things in as possible. I used to think that self-care was this thing that I would have to do at the end of the week 
at the end of the month, at the end of the year. And it was something that I constantly would put off. And I would constantly be in this cycle of burning the candle at both ends, burning out, being so exhausted and so depleted that I couldn't even move come the weekend. I was like, I had to go into full-blown sloth mode. But even then, sometimes my weekends were jammed full of stuff and it would just get to a point that my body said no more. And I don't know how many times I went through this cycle and this pattern throughout my corporate career that I would just burn myself out and then get sick feel depleted and then rinse and repeat. And this was a pattern that I didn't realize I was in at the time, but it was very much cyclical. And so I really, through all of the work that I've done and through changing so much about my mindset and my routines and really thinking about masculine versus feminine energetics and really practicing and embodying a lot of this work. My entire approach and mindset and thought process around self-care has entirely changed. It is now no longer something that I put off for some date for the weekend, for the end of the year, and then I'm going to book a holiday and just go off the grid for a few days because I'm so exhausted and depleted. But actually, this is very much a thing that I practice every single day. And especially since I made that shift from employee to full-blown entrepreneur, I've had arguably some more free, well, actually a lot more freedom and flexibility. I'm not going to lie. My schedule feels much more spacious, but even before I flicked that switch, I started to embody some of these things that I'm talking about. So whether you are in a corporate career or whether you are an entrepreneur or whether you are someone who works in corporate and has some side sort of side hustle or something like that, this these principles are still going to apply irrespective of where you're at on your journey. It's just continued to evolve and grow as I have gone on my journey. So the way that I think about self-care now is that it is not a tick box exercise. It's not something that I need to like check off a list, but it's actually something that I embody every single day. The nature of the work that I do, even though I'm no longer in my corporate career, and that took a lot out of me, but My client work and my programs, they are all encompassing. And when I am, if you are one of my clients and you're listening to this, like I'm sure you will vouch for this. I know you will vouch for this, that when I am in a client session, when I am in a meeting, when I'm hosting a masterclass, when I'm hosting a program, when I am in the midst of the up-level membership program, you bet that I am like fully immersed in it. I am fully focused. I give my all. I produce high results for my clients because I am fully focused and fully present and I serve my clients at a very high level. So whether you are in a group program, a membership program or one-on-one mentorship with me, you get my all for the time that we have together. And so the way that I really navigated this is in order for me 
to be able to show up as powerfully as I do. In order for me to be able to do all of the things that I do, and this is very much applied in corporate as well, I need to be good to myself first. If I have not taken care of myself first, no one else is going to be able to get the best version of me. It would be impossible for me to give other people the best version of me when I've not even been good to myself yet because I'm constantly pouring from this empty cup and I'm constantly operating from a place of lack or a place of feeling depleted rather than operating from a place of overflow. And so the way that I look at self-care is it's not this checkbox exercise of, okay, let me do my meditation, tick. Let me do my gym workout, tick. It's very much like a embodiment of giving to myself at the highest level so that I can serve and support at the highest level. This is not a form of self-punishment. This is not a form of checkbox exercises. This is the ultimate form of self-love and it is all encompassing in my routines and it's all encompassing in my energetics work and my embodiment and my boundaries as well. So rather than waiting for self-care to be something that I treat myself to at the end of the week or the weekend or the end of the year, I actually practice it daily. Now there's daily things I do and of course there's weekly things I do and then there's monthly things I do and then there's like beauty kind of self-care things as well. But it's a daily thing that I really focus on. And so the first thing is that I have maintained my routine of waking up early, usually at 5 a.m., between Monday and Friday at least. And then I still wake up early on the weekends, but I've been giving myself a little bit more grace. And I get up and I do my gratitude practice. That's always the first thing that I do. And this is not a checkbox exercise. This is very much a embodiment exercise of like, I really feel into it and I'm like, What are all of the things that I'm like really feeling so grateful for in this moment? What were all the beautiful interactions, exchanges, magical things that happened to me in the last 24 hours, people, things, opportunities, things that are just coming out of the woodworks, beautiful exchange with a stranger? Like what was it that really lit my soul on fire in the last 24 hours? And I really think about that and I write all of that down and then I will, you know, make the bed. I will either go to the gym uh, and I do a high intensity workout or I go for a long walk outside. So on alternate days, I will either go to the gym or do a walk and then I will do my meditation practice outside in the sunshine and it's glorious And something about doing my meditation in the morning sunlight is pretty spectacular. And then I have a coffee and then I will plug into emails, messages, social media after I've done my morning routine. So I do not look at my phone until after I've completed my morning routine, except for the purpose of doing my meditation 
which I use my phone for. I get my earphones and I plug those in, but I'm not actually looking at anything. I'm just listening and doing my meditation, my guided meditation. So that's what my morning looks like. And then now that I am an entrepreneur, I usually take a two hour long lunch break. And this may seem excessive. This may seem extreme. It may seem too long. I don't really care what people have to say about that. This works for me. This is the beautiful way of me recharging my batteries in the middle of the day. So normally I will go out for a long walk again, or I will eat my, like I'll cook lunch and I will like eat lunch outside in the sunshine. I will, you know, sometimes listen to an audio book or I'll listen to something in a program that I'm a part of or something that like really nourishes my soul and my spirit. Uh, or I could be reading a book outside or just doing something like that. And I feel like this level of spaciousness in my day really gives me another recharge for the afternoon because sometimes I do run calls in the evening. So for example, my up-level membership call is on Monday evenings at 6.30 p.m. Sydney time. So yes, I do take a two hour long lunch break, but then sometimes I could be doing things in the evening, not every day, but sometimes. So that's how I really kind of feel myself for that second window of client calls, meetings, um, running membership programs, masterclasses, et cetera. Then in the evening, I will also do a little bit of like a wind down routine where I really like to get off technology and really like just start to unwind. It's wind down time in my household. (laughs) And um, whether that's like putting phones away, screens away, usually putting on some soft music, candles burning, I find this may sound odd, but I find something about the process of cleaning up, washing up after dinner, quite therapeutic. Um, and just putting everything in its place and making sure that everything is in order. I like to live like it looks like no one lives in my home. Like it's like everything is in its place and everything is in order. So every evening as part of my wind down routine, what I will do is clean up, wind down, put everything away, put everything in its place. And then there was a question that came through, which I think this is going to answer that other question as well. But what I do is I actually get ready for the next day. So if I'm going to the gym and my gym class starts at six o'clock in the morning, I do not want to be packing my gym bag at 5 a.m. I want to make my morning as seamless and streamlined and make it all as easy as possible. So what I will do is I will pack my gym bag, my makeup, the clothes that I'm going to wear the next day because I have a shower and get ready at the gym. And I go to a gym where the facilities are actually really nice and 
we use really good shampoo and there's, you know, GHDs and Dysons and like all of the things, towel service. So I just need to take my makeup and my clothes basically for the next day. And so I make sure like I check the weather. I look at what I've got on for the next day. I dress accordingly and I have my gym bag, my car keys, my water bottle, everything that I need by the front door. And that's done. And then I will sometimes either play soft music or five to eight hertz frequency to really kind of signal to my mind and body like it's time to wind down, it's time to go to sleep. And usually this works wonders. So the biggest thing in really setting my next morning up for success, so even though I talk about my morning routine, my morning routine really starts the night before by making sure that I have planned and prepared for my next day, that everything is in order, that everything is packed, that everything's ready to go, and that I have an early night's sleep. This is like the number one thing because if I'm going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and go and do a very high-intensity workout, you don't want to be doing that running on five or six hours of sleep. I want to make sure I'm getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep. And then when I wake up at five o'clock, it feels much more effortless and I just get up and I go. And the way that I've designed my morning routine is that I do it quite strategically that there's not a lot of room to waste any time. So it's quite specific and it means that in order to get to the gym by a certain time, I have to leave the house by a certain time, which means there's not really any time to snooze or anything like that. It's like once I'm up, I got to just be up and I just kind of run through the motions. And I know that after my morning routine is complete, I feel like a million dollars. My morning routine literally makes me feel as though I am the wealthiest woman alive. And other than the cost of a gym membership or um, $6 coffee, (laughs) there's not a lot of cost involved in it. In fact, most of it is free. And on the days that I walk and don't go to the gym, I don't pay for the gym. So I'm just paying for a $6 coffee that fills up my soul like there is no tomorrow. And that is quite magnificent. So that is like my kind of daily self-care. But then I'll do things on, say, more of a weekly basis. So now that I am an entrepreneur and I work for myself, I will schedule in Fridays to do a lot of my self-care, a lot of my appointments, beauty appointments, admin errands, cleaning, organizing, all of the things so that on the weekend, because this will used to be my biggest gripe, like spending my entire day on Saturdays, in meetings and appointments, not meetings, appointments and things like that, driving everywhere. Like that was just not what I wanted to do. So I started to kind of build that into my week, even when I was an employee. But then now that I'm an entrepreneur, most of the time, unless I'm filming or shooting something, which could very much be done on a Friday, most Fridays I plan it so that it's self-care, admin, and appointments. 
And because I do it all in one day, it actually feels like much more of an enjoyable thing because it's an intentional practice. Whether it is dropping things off at the dry cleaners, whether it is going to the hairdressers, getting my eyebrows done, getting my nails done, any of my beauty procedures and appointments, um, even sometimes like Yeah, just anything like that basically gets done on a Friday. So that will be like a weekly thing that I do. And then the other part of week, like the weekends is I've become so, I'm looking for the right word. I was going to say strategic. I don't think strategic is the right word. So intentional. I think let's go with intentional. So intentional with how I spend my weekends and who I spend my weekends with. Weekends to me are sacred and I give a lot of myself to my clients during the week and I'm very blessed to be surrounded by some pretty extraordinary people. My friendship circle, extraordinary. I've got incredible family. I've got an incredible network of people around me that are amazing. And it would be very easy for me to fill up my weekend with a whole bunch of social activities. But I have learned more and more how much time I actually want to take out for myself and the certain select few people that light my soul on fire. And anyone and everyone else, basically the catch-ups and things like that will take place more so during the week. And I know this may sound a little bit harsh to some, but this is what I do to really, we're talking about self-care, right? Like this is what I do to really preserve myself and to live a life that is beautiful, that is intentional, that is surrounded by so much positivity, positivity, so much goodness, so many people around me that light my soul on fire. And if you are not one of those people, you're not going to get five minutes of my time on the weekend. And that's just that. And I've recently completed um, running Boss Boundaries, my latest program. And this program is phenomenal. I honestly see this as being a rite of passage. Already the women have reported how much they have seen huge shifts in their life in how much more space they're taking up for themselves, how they have learned to say no in a much more graceful way, how they've become so much solid in who they are and what they stand for. And they have received through this program policies and my own personal scripts that I use to politely turn things down and had an opportunity to really create their own and get crystal clear on who they are, what they stand for, what they do, what they don't do. And it has been such a transformative experience for so many of these women. And so if you are in your people pleasing era and you find it hard to turn things down and every weekend you feel like you're filling up your weekend, running around for everyone else, doing things, going, saying yes to the birthday party, to the event, to the dinner, to the this, the that, that you actually don't want to do. This program is a non-negotiable. In my opinion, it's like a rite of passage and going through something like this is absolutely worth the investment because it's going to completely change the way that you show up and completely change the way that you live your life 
because you will start to live your life for you rather than living your life for everybody else and then resenting everything and everyone in the process as a result of it and feeling so depleted and burnt out. Um, trust me, I get it. Like I used to live my life like this and now I have learned to become so unapologetic in what I do and what I don't do. And I really feel like when you become the one that starts to live like this in your life, you unlock so much. It's like a, the the greatest permission slip that you are giving to everyone around you who is like, wow, I actually get to say no and it gets to be that easy and you're still really kind and respectful and gracious about it. I didn't even know that was possible. Thank you. And so many times when I thought that saying no was going to upset someone or hurt someone's feeling or let someone down, by doing it in the way that I teach in this program and actually embodying this work, it's actually had the opposite effect with 98% of people. 2% still a little bit prickly, but that's their work and that's their journey. But for 98% of people, the response has been, wow. I can really see you embody your boundaries. Wow, I thought that I had non-negotiables, but my non-negotiables are actually not non-negotiables until you just taught me what a non-negotiable really is. So thank you for this valuable lesson. This is what started to transpire. So you get to be the one who decides for themselves how you want to fill up your time and your schedule. And only you can be the one to do that. So that is what I have to say about that topic. But if you want to join Boss Boundaries, I will put the link in the show notes because this program turned out to be quite spectacular and the feedback has been unreal and out of this world. And so I really see this as being a rite of passage from our people-pleasing era into our personal power era, which is quite spectacular. I want you to own your ambition, get the right support and learn how to level up your life. But how do you harness that ambition, find the right support and learn how to level up without the overwhelm, having to do it all alone and with limited bandwidth? Introducing the Up Level Experience. My community of women owning their power, doing life together, and learning how to level up with a combination of live virtual sessions, masterclasses, hot seat coaching, guest speakers, community access, and so much more. Take your personal finances, health, and relationships to the next level. Get exclusive access, resources, and connections. Learn the tools, tactics, and strategies that work for you and experience it whenever and wherever you are. I love seeing the transformation already taking place, like the feedback in this email. It's put a spotlight on the areas where I'm self-sabotaging and also playing small. I'm becoming much more clear on the steps I need to take to get to the level I want to be, but not getting overwhelmed by the steps ahead of me like I would have in the past or this DM I received. The up-level experience has enabled me to step into my personal power and become a high-worth, high-value woman. I've learned to get up and move no matter what. I've been prepared to make big shifts in my life, which I previously would have felt overwhelmed by. So in love with the energy inside this container. 
is it time to invest in yourself and step up a level in life? I want to help you do just that. And that's why as a Boston Hills listener, you'll receive a VIP upgrade on sign up, which includes a 60 minute one-on-one call with yours truly valued at $555. Places are limited. So for more information on how to join, click the link in the episode show notes. It's your time to shine with the up-level experience. That's what I do in terms of self-care. And then I still do the monthly things, the six weekly things, the beauty appointments. Like I kind of schedule those things in and I really create a lot of spaciousness for myself on the weekend in turning down a lot of things and saying, no, I can unapologetically dedicate, say, Sunday to self-care. And so a day of self-care on a Sunday may look like you know, getting up early, feeling fresh, going for a beautiful walk, coffee, brunch, going for a swim in the ocean, coming home, using the sauna, reading in the sauna, um, like maybe going and getting a massage or just like chilling out at home, um, spending time outside in the sunshine, like really recharging myself. And that's kind of like a dream. And then I do my boss planning on Sunday afternoon. I don't like to go out on Sunday night. I just like to cook dinner at home and watch a movie and light all the candles and get an early night's sleep. And then I feel like that really sets a powerful tone for quite an extraordinary week. So self-care is something that's built more so into my day-to-day than it is in my month or year. It's actually a daily thing that I do, but then yes, there are things that I do on a weekly basis or a monthly basis as well, but very much carved into my day. So I think I just knocked out like 16 different questions by answering all of that. (laughs) I'm just looking, I'm like, yep, 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 answers. Okay, so there's been quite a few specific questions around skincare products, hair care products that I use and so forth. I do tend to get a facial usually every six weeks to eight weeks or something like that. And where I go to get my facial, they... Uh, have a beautiful suite of products. And so I've purchased my products from them because they know what my skin type is like. They know what my skin needs are. So it's not just randomly going to a store and just picking a random product, but it's actually products that work very well for my skin. And so I keep my skincare routine really streamlined and really simple. For me, I don't want to have anything overly complicated. I just want a few key products that I can use every day and then use that in the day and in in the evenings as well. So in terms of skincare, I mean, first and foremost is I wash my face Um every morning and I always make sure that my makeup is taken completely off at the end of the day as well. I never sleep in my makeup. I really don't understand it unless you've been out and you're really tired or something like I get that but day to day I'm like it's really not that hard to take your makeup off. So the brand that I use is called 
IS Clinical. And I use this moisturizer. It's called Reparative Moisture Emulsion. And I apply a small amount of that to my face every morning and every evening. And then in the morning, I have this Pro Hill Advanced Serum that I use by the same brand, IS Clinical. And then in the evening, I use an evening serum, which is called Hydrocool Serum. So I use that. And honestly, other than that, and getting a facial every six weeks and just really taking care of myself from the inside out because I believe that skin is more about your inner health and um, really taking care of yourself on the inside out and eating the right kinds of foods and drinking plenty of water and really nourishing yourself in that way. And then I think that the skincare piece of it is really the cherry on top. And that's how I think about it. And I don't overly complicate it. I don't overly do it. I don't have thousands of different products that I use every single day. That's pretty much it. And that works for me. Then I had a question. Let me just see here. So... Yeah, that's it in terms of products. Okay, then I had a question about hair care routine, favorite products and vitamins. So I don't take any specific vitamins for hair. Uh, I never have. I've never tried the hair supplements. I just feel like for me, I've never really needed it, um, which is a blessing. So I can't really recommend anything or say that I use anything because I don't. Um, But I really try and take a less is more approach with my hair as well. But what I do use is really good quality products. Same with skincare. Like I invest in good quality products that work for me, but I don't feel the need to overdo anything or, or complicate things. So for my hair care and sort of hair routine, once a week what I will do is like, um, um, I don't know, what is this thing called now? It's like a hot girl shower or whatever like they call it on TikTok these days. I'm like not fully with the lingo. But um, I will do like a hair wash. So I'll normally do this on Sunday after I've done – the ocean swim and the the sauna and all of that um, because my hair needs a good wash after I've been swimming in the ocean and in the sauna. So I actually use, I love Aribe products. I am obsessed out of every single hair care product that I have used. I find that this one has had the most positive impact on my hair in terms of overall health, shine, softness, the feel, all the things. And so this Aribe Signature Moisture Mask is the one that I use once a week. And I will kind of put that all over my hair and kind of let it sit for a few minutes and then I'll rinse it out. And then I really love the Aribe Gold Lust Line. For me, I really find this works really well. I use the Gold Lust Shampoo, the Gold Lust Conditioner, 
and I wash my hair with those products. And then when I come out of the shower, I use this gold, um, I think it's called Gold Lust, the line. Um, and it's there like a gold oil, like, and that just makes my hair feel super shiny, super smooth, super soft, all the things. Then what I will do is I will dry my hair with a Dyson. So I have the Dyson air wrap and I find that doing this is so much quicker for me than using a regular blow dry, which would take me two hours to dry my hair after the shower. This I can dry my hair in about 15 minutes with. And so I will pretty much straighten it with the with this Dyson Airwrap. And then depending on if I plan on having my hair straight or curled, I will style it accordingly. But that's kind of like my weekly thing. And then usually I'll do a wash like midweek as well, sometimes as well. But I really don't overwash my hair. And I think that again, less is more. The more you wash it, the more products you use, the more you like need to do stuff. Whereas when you actually just adopt a less is more approach, but just use really good quality products. I find that that has really helped me quite a lot, but also not overdoing it in terms of heating as well. So I find that using the air wrap is better for my hair rather than using a GHD every day. So little things like that, where I feel like less is more and it keeps my hair healthier. Um, and then I do go to my hairdresser every six weeks and we will do a color and a little trim and that's really nice as well, like a treatment or something like that. So that's basically my hair care routine. And then I had, um, let me see what other questions I had. So I have a few lifestyle questions, which I'm going to answer now. So the first one is, what is a day in your life? <sighs> well, I think that maybe I kind of covered a lot of that in my routine, but I've already talked about my morning routine. But basically what I will do is I'll get up at five and I'll do my routine between five and say like 8.30 a.m. And then between like 8.30 to nine or nine to 9.30 or something like that, that's when I sit down and I kind of plug into all of my emails, messages, social media, etc. Then I will normally have client meetings, calls, private one-on-one -on -one sessions that I'm running up until lunchtime. Then I'll take a two-hour long lunch break between 12 and 2. Then between 2 and 5 or 6 p.m. I will be working, so either with clients or doing content or recording for the podcast, but I have different themed days for different kinds of tasks. And then I'll usually have dinner around six or 6.30. Sometimes I run something in the evening. Otherwise it will be like winding down, um, you know, like spending quality time with my husband um, and, you know, starting that whole wind down evening routine. So that's what that looks like. But I do think my days, I've got a different kind of theme for my business on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Fridays is my admin self-care appointment day. 
Saturday and Sunday can vary depending on what we have on, but I really try and get a lot of self-care in during the weekend and every day, as has been the theme for today's podcast. (laughs) And then I had a question here around, do you meal prep and follow a particular diet? So I used to meal prep when I was working in corporate because I had to be so organized in advance in order to be able to fit in my full-blown executive role plus running my business on the side. But since I have made the transition into my business full-time, I am no longer really meal prepping so much. What I will do I'm obsessed with going to the farmer's markets. So on Saturday morning, I love to do that and actually just buy like really fresh organic wherever possible, but it's hard in Sydney, but fresh produce um, from the farmer's markets direct from the source. And I will purchase whatever I think is really fresh and in season. And I feel like I get really inspired when I shop at the farmer's markets versus say a supermarket or something like that. And I really don't follow any particular diet, but I do care about my diet and I do care about what I put into my body and I am very mindful. And so I would say that I don't follow any specific diet, but what I do like to practice is clean eating as much as possible, less processed foods, more cooking at home than anything else, not really eating things too much out of packages and prepackaged meals and things like that, but rather cooking things at home or making things from scratch as much as possible. And more so intuitive eating. So going more with how I feel, going more with how certain foods make my body feel. And I do tend to eat a diet that is quite high in vegetables and fruits like berries. And um, sometimes I'll have like banana or apple or things like that in the morning. Um Lately, I'm very into making smoothies in the morning and then having something for lunch and then having like an early dinner. So I do practice some kind of version of intermittent fasting. And again, it's not like any kind of prescribed thing. I just go with how I feel because I feel like I don't tend to get hungry until between 11 a.m. and 12 p.m. And so usually I won't eat until around that time. And then I'll have something for lunch and then I'll have like an early dinner and that's pretty much it. So I don't follow any specific diet, but I do follow intuitive eating. I do think about you know, not overly eating processed foods and things like that. Um, I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I do eat meat. But the more I look into certain things, like even, I'm sorry to say this, but salmon and chicken, which we think are good for us, but then when you actually understand what's happening to the food before it lands 
in front of us at a restaurant or anything like that, I've been turned off those things. I'm not going to say anything more about that. Like if you really want to know, you can kind of research that yourself. But these are just my own personal things. And so I think it's really hard these days to eat really clean and to, no, I shouldn't say it's hard to eat clean. I don't agree with that. I think it's become more difficult to access really clean, fresh produce that is free from chemicals, free from all kinds of things that have happened, traumas, all kinds of things that our food goes through before we get it. And so the ideal situation for me would literally to be like, having my own farm and like growing my own vegetables and fruit like honestly that would be the ideal situation I do have to say that when I was over in Austin the quality of produce and the amount and plentifulness of organic produce was out of this world and I don't think that the standard of food here is particularly high and that's a real shame and Yeah, this could be quite a controversial topic. So I think I'm just going to stop it there. But if you're more interested, then let me know. Um, But that's pretty much how I think about food. And then I will, you know, treat myself. I'm pretty controlled. Monday to Friday, I eat pretty clean. And then on the weekend, if I want to treat myself and have some chocolate or have some like pasta or something like that, I will do that. But I don't even indulge. I really just try and eat clean most of the time, like 90% of the time. And then I let myself, you know, have little treats on the weekend as well or have a croissant. I love a good croissant. So that's pretty much my meal situation and diet situation. And then I had another question here. This might be the last question, actually, because I feel like I've already answered a lot of them in the self-care and routines conversation. But this one was the best books that you've read recently. Well, I don't know if I would say the best books, but I would tell you the last five books that I've read. And let me just look at this. Yes, they were all good. They were all good. Okay. So the first one was Mastery by Robert Greene. I really love Robert Greene as an author. I think he really writes about some interesting topics and goes really deep and I like his style. So that's um, number one. The second book was The Myth of Normal by Gabor Mate, which my coach recommended that I read and it was so illuminating around how much suppressing ourselves and oppressing ourselves actually creates illness in the body. And so when I talk about boundaries and things like that, it's it's not just about you protecting your time and your peace, but it's actually about protecting your health. And I think you really understand that when you read a book like this, where there's so much research that has been done around the toll that people pleasing takes in the bodies of women in particular, who are so conditioned to just swallow everything and just say yes and smile and nod and all the things. But where is that all going? And it's getting stuck and stagnated in our bodies. And uh, it turns out it's actually really, really unhealthy and leads to all kinds of life-threatening illnesses and things like that. And so I found that to be fascinating. 
the third book that I read was, well, actually, I'm in the process of reading right now, so I can't really like give a review of it, but it's Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, which is a topic that I love to teach about, that I love to learn more and more about. The fourth one is How to Talk to Anyone, Anytime, Anywhere by Larry King. I thought this was fascinating and I loved hearing Larry King's take on this because he's built his entire career about being able to talk and connect with people and I thought that that was quite a good read and it's quite a short one as well. I listened to the audio version of that and it was only like an hour and a half or something like that. And then I've also been reading When by Daniel H. Pink and this is a really fascinating book around the timing of your life and the timing of different things. And um, I love this topic because it is closely interrelated to routines. And because I'm so obsessed with learning about routines, it's a topic that I constantly am learning more about, thinking more about and evolving my own understanding about So even though I've got my program boss routines, it's like it's going to constantly grow and evolve just because this topic, there's so many layers to it. And um, yeah, so they've been the latest five books. So I've got to leave this episode here because I've got another guest interview that is coming on the podcast in five minutes. So I'm going to wrap this interview up and uh, get ready for my guest interview. But thank you so much to everyone who submitted their questions. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope you've loved hearing more about self-care, rituals, routines, how I'm thinking about diet, day-to-day life, etc. Boundaries. Remember if boundaries is like a bit of a sore point for you or something that you actually just want to strengthen and elevate in your life. Boss Boundaries, the link is in the bio. It's extraordinary. But thank you so much again for listening. Thank you to everyone who submitted such great questions. I appreciate all of you so much. And I will be back very soon with another episode of the Boss in Hills podcast. Take care, everyone. And bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. Be sure to visit bossinheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.